So today I'm speaking to our listeners right now. <laughs> I get a text from my husband saying, hey, you commented on someone's story on Instagram and you didn't even spell Giver, the bio-boosted armor, right? She said bio-noosted. Bio-noosted. You know what? Autocorrect needs an upgrade or the ability to shut it off entirely because that is one piece of technology that is the bane of my existence. Or you're only paying attention to when it doesn't work and it actually helps you a lot of the times. Think about that for a second. No, because a couple of texts after you told told me that I want to say I'm sorry and sorry decided to change to dirty. I'm dirty. Tell me <laughs> how does typing S-O-R-R-Y autocorrect to dirty? I don't know. Perhaps this is the first step in a war between machine and man, just like in today's topic of the Animatrix. Nine short films, absolutely riveting, all based in the universe of the Matrix. What did you think of this, Danielle? I loved it. This We're was... in the intro. Don't review it yet. Boy, howdy. Can you tell that it's been a long week by me asking for your opinion on something and then not letting you answer what your opinion is? Getting the shutdown. The old shutdown arena. <laughs> I thought a little bit of a pinch. We kind of did a little switch up. And this one might show our age a little bit. But we decided to look at The Animatrix, which is a nine short film kind of uh, compilation of sorts, all interweaving and dealing with the uh, the hit movie franchise, The Matrix. I think that was my favorite part. And it's been a while since I've watched. It's been a <laughs> That's what we need to have on our. Uh, our little cue buttons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we own any rights to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> There's got to be a mashup somewhere, a, a bootleg version. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what I love about these little shorts is. Even someone who's maybe not the biggest nerd of the Matrix and the lore, I've only seen two and three a handful of times. Obviously, I've watched the first one a million. That's the only one you need to watch a lot. Yeah. Um, it's great to see how these little stories weave in and out of that lore. And, oh, I know where they got that. And just especially the second and third episode, Renaissance Part 1 and 2, was really cool to kind of see visually because they talk about it a little in the movie kind of yeah. how civilization civilization got to this point point. and a good thing about it too is it's still viewable just from an anime or just animation perspective of just kind of expanding the horizons adding a little bit more to the old watchable portfolio and i think they stood the test of time there's some that the art like the first one the final flight of the osiris that CG was incredible back in the day. And I remember like being so wowed because this was 2003. Oh, yeah. You were wowed. I was wowed. Well, <laughs> and also you get to see a girl. Well, they both cut each other's clothes off. I think it was equal viewing pleasure for um, whoever was watching. I it, think but you only see the guy from the back, though. But you get full booty of the girl. I don't think that's very even. No, but. Teenage me was totally fine with this. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I think any age it. you is fine with it. Oh, <laughs> oh, buzz it. 
yeah, I don't really understand what that scene was. I just remember being so enamored with this whole set back in the day because it was just a whole slew of all these different animation styles and directorial styles, which we'll get a little bit into that because there's some pretty heavy hitters in here. But it alone is something that they're not great. Some of them are. As, as a whole, it's not great, but I think it stood the test of time in the way of that I still enjoyed watching it. And it was fun actually paying attention and seeing where this intermixes with The Matrix, even though I've not seen The Matrix in ages, which now by saying that, I have no responsibility to be right. <laughs> That's every episode, though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> now, normally we like to talk, give a little bit of a rundown of what something is about before going into spoilers. I, you can't do that with this. It's all short films. So mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to go watch it, people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can, I think you can actually find a lot of these on YouTube. Oh, nice. If you, I think you can buy or rent on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. Isn't it? I always get the ads for it, isn't it? YouTube Red or I whatever it is. Or I'm maybe old. that's just so you don't get ads. I'm, I'm so tired old. of that. <laughs> I'm old, old, old. But this is easily found. You can go to a half price books down the road and you can find this for two bucks. That's where we got it. That's right. Actually, we didn't get it. Or did I finally get it on the clearance? I rack? think I made you get it. I said, you've picked this up and put it back five times. We're getting it today. It's $2. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think it was maybe four or six because you wanted it from the clearance rack and you couldn't find it in the clearance. So we just went to the DVD section. But isn't that life encapsulated right there? I saw it every time I went for $2. And then the moment I go, you know what? I'm going to pick it up today. Couldn't find it. (laughs) Half price books is a conundrum. And (laughs) frankly, I still love it. It's all fine. Now. You said you were a decent fan of The Matrix, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I... I I don't know what child growing up in the 90s, even if they didn't love it, didn't know about The Matrix. True. And such promise. I truly... The second one I was still okay with because they had some really cool scenes in it. But the third, maybe I was too young for whatever they were going for, but I I wasn't too big of a fan of the third. Hmm. I honestly, I really couldn't tell you what happens in... (laughs) Two and three. <laughs> I think is the third one when they go to Zion. It doesn't matter. I can't remember. I don't know. I just know that they have one hell of a rager party in the first one with that sick song playing. Oh, yeah. This had some, dude, the Matrix had great music. It had Keanu Reeves. What more do you want? Keanu. Keanu. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Does <laughs> he so say Kung Fu or I know Jiu Jitsu? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this did make me want to watch the original Matrix, so I'll tell you that much. Well, guess what? We own it. We own it. I was going to say we own all three, but I don't think we do. I we think we own, own one and two. The third one will not be in this household, Danielle. <laughs> Actually, now I kind of want to also watch that to understand why I didn't like it. There's no hey. time. There's anime. We've got that one show that we really, really want to watch. What's it called? Hori Mia? Yeah, that's the one. It's looking it's looking pretty solid yeah you just you like the the bad boy i mean a guy with long hair and earrings it doesn't always pull off in in real life but in anime it's good (laughs) absolutely well that's most of anime cat cat ears in real life would cause screaming and chaos (laughs) and just looks it's it's just a okay 
Does he have some weird lip piercing with a chain or something? Or, uh, oh, I'm not sure. I just thought he had a lot on his one ear. Oh, I could just be having a, a fever dream and I may have. I mean, maybe I try. I'm I'm fervently trying to not look at any spoilers because I'm waiting to be spoiled when I watch the show. Mm. Um, and funny note, I looked through the manga saved on my anime list that I've been wanting to read. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, I actually had this saved before the show, I think, was even announced. I had tagged it because it's number it's in the top 15 on recommended for my anime list Is for it? manga. So then I had that internal struggle of do I read it first and then watch it? But <sighs> Tokyo Ghoul is going to take me a while. Yeah. Well, no, you're 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 chugging, you're chugging through. True. Which I'm more than halfway. Bad. But I will tell you. And I'm pretty sure we're probably going to end up saying a little snippet of each of these mod- these current shows as we're doing episodes here. Attack on Titan, I'm hooked. Oh, man. Dr. Stone, I'm not like hooked, hooked, but I'm, it's, I love that show. It's that slow burn, yes. but a good burn. And just, it's fun. Still haven't started Promised Neverland, but dig gummit. We're keeping, we're keeping trendy. At least with with the good ones, the popping ones. I'm so glad we finally started Attack on Titan. That is so damn good. I just want to get into the sports anime that we've been missing out on. I we only watched one episode of that Climber Girl one, and now mm. every time the picture shows up, I'm like I want to watch it. I really want to watch the weightlifting one that was really big last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also I've got you know I'm hooked on this gotcha game along with I've gotten two of my friends roped into it. Uh, Princess Connect. And I, that show is adorable. It's very so cute. So I want to watch that too. It's oh, very the pretty. list goes on. But let's dive a little bit into the Animatrix and kind of just discuss the shorts one by one, what we like, what we don't like, and who may have, uh, if it's worth noting, who would have, uh, you know, directed it and yada yada. Sure. So the first one, Final Flight of the Osiris, we kind of dabbled on this one. This is the most saturated in Matrix aesthetic of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like this could have just been a scene in the movie if it was done with real people or something like that. So this is just a short following a ship that uh, is kind of just doing its thing. And then, well, it starts with that. We were talking about that fight scene, which looked a lot better back in the past. This animation was a little clunky looking. Yeah, the way that they're fighting, it's slow. Like you would know that they... They're trying to animate it so it looks realistic, yeah. but it's moving so slow that you it's just not having that realistic feel. But it was a valiant effort. We were we were miles from the uncanny valley. We're slowly getting there. Unreal, the game engine has this technology now with like characters and facial animations. It actually is getting to the point where it's pretty darn scary. That's besides the point. This one, what I will say is they definitely uh, did good on making sure that her butt was uh, primo for this, <laughs> for this uh, short film. The intro fight doesn't serve any purpose. I think it was just teenage angst that actually made me like that scene. But in this, doesn't really add to anything. It's just kind of... Well, I think te- teenage angst and also a memorable moment from the original Matrix True. is Neo and um, Morpheus's fight. So that kind of was like a par- parallel for me when they're doing the. True. But these guys had swords. Are you out of your mind? That's true. But then we are 
back into reality. They're on a ship, just kind of like in the original Matrix movie. In this case, it's named the Osiris. Tom, we know. Oh, okay. (laughs) And things start going wrong. Uh, On our radar, we got some sentinels. They're being chased, and they end up getting chased kind of out into the open where they see two drills directly above Zion that the sentinels and the machines are slowly going to start boring its way down into humanity's last mecca city kind of deal a safe haven the very cool thing about this is one it's mentioned in one of the actual movies Mm -hmm. which is freaking sick which i believe was matrix reloaded that the second one yes because it's revolution is the last one that sounds about right but in i believe it's in reloaded it could even be in the third one i don't care but they do mention (laughs) When they're talking about the drills within the movies, they mentioned that, oh, a ship, its final broadcast was to let us know that there's these drills. And that's so this is the ship that actually in turn actually warns the humans, which is Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I loved how you you mentioned it watching this. And when I was thinking about it today, reminds me a lot of when we watch Advent Children, the way it's animated Mm -hmm. and the way that the characters kind of have their texture I guess I don't really know how to describe it but you mentioned it I don't know if you meant it in the same way I'm meaning it but it had a very big final fantasy feel for me oh I was talking about the spirits within uh just kind of where technology was at the time it was a movie that ended up hitting theaters and all these Final Fantasy fans are like oh hell yeah Final Fantasy movie in theaters but it kind of ended up being something not like the video games it was a very different story and it had these kind of ethereal beings and she was looking for I can't remember it very well but I I still I bought it just because I like technological advancements in CG and I mean I like doing the 3D animation and stuff like that. So, of course, I'm going to be interested in it. But that was a big thing in the news articles when when Final Fantasy Spirits Within came out. Everyone's like, do we even need actors? Well, guess what? It turns out we did (laughs) because it's been years and we're still using those uh, pompous Hollywood shills. No offense to any pompous Hollywood shills. There's got to be a nice one. I'm sure one or two actors is nice, like hey, Keanu Reeves. I was going to say, our, our boy. That's right. Who else? Name one more nice celebrity. Um, I think the the girl who was the Daenerys from oh, Game of Clark. Thrones, she's very nice, too. I like watching her interviews. True. She seems very down to earth. Good and I honor. like that she seems very normal when she tells her stories. That's the key. Be normal. Mm-hmm. Or I guess not normal, I should say. She's one of us. One of us. us. One of it's us. It's so relatable when you're one of us, you know? <laughs> but I digress. What were we talking about? Uh, the first the first short film? I don't think we've ever had an episode where that doesn't happen at least once or twice. <laughs> and it's always you. I'm never the one saying that. Uh, my brain is jumbled today. <laughs> but that's kind of the first one in a nutshell. Other yeah. than that, I, the whole crew ends up dying. How sad. Unfortunate. And I, that was something that I had a question about. So did they self-destruct themselves? No. Okay, so they were basically blown up by the Sentinels. That's what I wasn't sure about. 
because don't they, aren't they nervous with their ships, especially in the Matrix when you see the Nebuchadnezzar, right? Is that mm-hmm. the ship's name? They're always nervous about having to maybe not blow it up, but doing that electromagnetic thing. The so EMP. Yeah. yeah. So the Sentinels can't get their information about Zion. So I didn't know if they did <sighs> blow themselves up. Yeah, in the I safety wonder. of Zion or I not. don't think it's implied one way or the other, but the ship does in fact explode. Let's just for the sake of the dead CG characters say <laughs> that it was done purposefully. Because then, you know. There's purpose behind their death. Exactly. And I think that's, that's nice. Ay, ay, ay. No, y- yeah. But so that one was okay. Wasn't the top of my list, but it was certainly, it's a very nice intro because it's like, oh, hey, Matrix. And then it starts getting a little little interesting. The next two are actually maybe my favorites because it's still directly connected with the movies, but it's more of showing events that were just implied and not necessarily shown. Is it necessary? Again, this whole thing is not necessary. You can just mm-hmm. watch the Matrix clearly, but it's pretty cool. Now, the next two shorts are called The Second Renaissance, part one and two. Why not just make it long? I don't know. Now, <laughs> this one was uh, a two-parter. And it was directed by uh, Mahiro Maeda. Now he, and I, I'm not going to say what he directly did on the team, but he had uh, a, a nice career and had some involvement within movies like Kill Bill Volume 1, Mad Max Fury Road. Love uh, that movie. And uh, a couple other things. I believe, I think he did something on Neon Genesis Evangelion, Escaflone. A lot of the directors and stuff on here were, it's all an interconnected world. So good on them. They're clearly good at what they do and hence why they were sought out by the Wachowskis. Which, yeah. by the way, did you know the Wachowskis were uh, Chicago born? I, I didn't. That's local. Which, do, do you know where? Because Chica- we say we're from Chicago and we're not. Well, no, we do that for people <laughs> on the internet so that they have uh, just basically a portion of the state. Yeah, when you live in Illinois <laughs> and you're talking to anyone not in Illinois, it's essentially... Oh, where are you from? Just outside of Chicago. Yeah, I'm <laughs> over an hour, but somewhere out there, basically anything north of uh, the halfway point of Illinois is near Chicago. I mean, it is still pretty fabulous. You can be an hour outside the city and see it. If you're on a straight road and it's a clear day, you can see those skyscrapers. It's pretty yeah. magical. Yeah, where we went to school, actually, if you went to the fifth floor, somehow... Even though it was that far, you could see the city. And it's a beautiful skyline. There's things I hate about Chicago. And then there's a few things I like. Yeah, we the, do have a pretty skyline. And the food. Oh, Giordano's. Right. Don't come at me if you like Lumel Nottis, okay? It's okay. But if I'm going to get a stuffed pizza, it's going to be a Giordano's. Well, that's just it. Lou's is good. I, I'm never going to turn down a, a slice of it. But that sauce, it's too sweet. I'm an old guy. Just give me some pizza. (laughs) And also two baseball teams so that we can not only fight ourselves (laughs) as a city in general, we can also fight about sports. And we can have two chances to win World Series that we never win. (laughs) The Cubs won. Not, I don't know. Yeah. It's all stupid. Baseball's rigged. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Just baseball is rigged. All the sports. (laughs) The world. (laughs) Getting some conspiracy theory stuff. Anyways, that's enough about the Windy City. Renaissance part one and two. 
<laughs> is just kind of a collection within the Zion archives talking about the entirety of how things got to where they did. Humans decided at one point to create robot machines in their likeness. Probably a pretty bad idea considering humans not a good track record on the planet. <laughs> Take that how you will. <laughs> and uh, what is said to be the, so essentially, and they had some cool one-liners in here. This, some of them are lame, but they're like they were the architect to their own demise. It's like tell me something we don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm living it. Right, but it becomes a day-to-day thing of robots helping out and all that good stuff. Classic sci-fi. It is what it is. And then there is a robot in particular that ends up changing the pace of everything because he is found and is on trial for killing his master. This was B166ER. I'm or, glad we both wrote that down. <laughs> which in Leet speak is just bigger. <gasps> wow. I know. He was, I don't know what it means for anything, but nice. I love when things happen like that. Yeah. It's like it was planned or something. But <laughs> this robot was at home. The master must have said something that he did not like. This dude on the security camera comes out the cut, puts two palms on this guy's melon and squeezes like a gusher. <laughs> These short films are by far more brutal as far as violence goes than The Matrix. I think it was the first Renaissance one where I, I said, hmm. This is why it says in the beginning, before even the menu, this is not suitable for children. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is very brutal <laughs> in all of these short films. Yeah. But this one, and what I will say is it was animated in a nice kind of neutral, easy to watch style because some of these get a little crazy. Then it cuts to, you know, because of this whole trial going on, the robot, there's tension and all this stuff. There ends up rioting in the streets. And there's this one, it looks to be just a normal lady. And then this gang just grabs her and starts beating the crap out of her. And I'm like, dude, this, and I remember being a kid and that was a pretty brutal scene for me. I'm like, what the heck? And then you start seeing as they're hitting her, her hair's falling off and it's actually a robot. And she's sitting there, you know, I'm real, I'm real. And they're just continuing to, and then her boobs come out. Which was, that was always, that was a scary part. If you're young and you're watching a movie like this and you're just rewatching it and you know that scene's coming, you're like, please, no one come in here. I'm not watching this for the boobs, but I swear if someone comes in and sees these boobs on screen, I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know? It's but, like that meme when you're watching hentai by yourself and it's wholesome and then your mom walks in and it's some <laughs> lewd, awkward, well, <laughs> inappropriate scene. I would hope that hentai is a little inappropriate. <laughs> Wait, did I say hentai? Yes, I think oh, you did. Oops, I'm an animal. <laughs> did I? <laughs> So I just made Tom pause because I really didn't think I said <laughs> hentai and we just listened to it back. Don't know where that came from. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. Uh, That's a little Freudian slip. It's all good. All good. Anyways, the machine and human tension ends up going crazy. They create zero one, the nation, and they're just crushing it. These robots definitely a lot better at running society than uh, humans, you know? Yeah, those automated systems. Absolutely. Like autocorrect. <laughs> and you, yeah, right. And I'll tell you what, humans being humans, what do we do? We don't like that. Nuke it. Come on, humans. 
granted, I mean the robots. This is something that everyone's scared of. Artificial intelligence, robots, all that good stuff. It ends up, I'm not going to go through every detail. I'm realizing that I'm slowly doing that and I don't want to. Eventually, these robots are, oh, and there's a pretty brutal scene too where there's kind of a war. The, the war is not the brutal scene in this, which is odd enough, but <laughs> after the war, they kind of kept some humans alive and they like oh. cut them in half and they were poking the brain and seeing what emotions were at certain. So the, there's this whole sequence of the robots testing on humans and all that. And then they come to the beautiful conclusion of, wow, these things are like batteries with mouths. Mm-hmm. And so then they put us in tubes and yeah, definitely, that's the matrix. Definitely didn't like the specimen where he was... Don't know how he was alive. Maybe he wasn't, but the front half of his face was completely sliced. So you got yeah. a cross section. That was pretty gross. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Pretty cool. That was pretty uh, metal, you know? It, it was definitely a harrowing glimpse into our possible future if we keep trying to make these technologies. That's all right. I've gone to CES and our current robotics is just all bells and whistles. They're not really <laughs> doing much. Hey, it can play ping pong. That one robot. Yeah, the the Omron one. Yeah. That's the big show every every year. Don't change it. Just make sure to, we have to, Marquez, please come play the ping pong. Oh, I can't believe if I went to CES that year, I could have potentially met Marquez Brownlee. Shout does out to he, MKBHD. Does he go the same days you guys do? I feel like he's so top tier. He's getting like VIP access to That's those That's true. People. He does. He is very cool though. Very happy to see where he's going with his channel. I know. What a genuine dude. And That's, if you don't know what we're talking about, who are we talking about? I, I just said it before. MK, MKBHD on YouTube. He does cell phone videos. He's got one of the coolest studios. He's a good dude. He's, we don't know him, but shout out to him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and at that, also at that point, a very interesting scene in one of the other kind of lines from this short film. Some of the government humans were still alive. Mm-hmm. Even at the end of all this, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, probably not. And there's like at the UN, there's this robot now there and he's kind of taken charge or whatever. And the humans are asking for something. And the robot ends up saying, hand over your flesh. A new world awaits you. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. But that new world is the Matrix where you can live a mundane life. Working and, a, a, a nine to fiver. And be force fed. That's right. <laughs> but those two were good. I think those are near the top for me just because of, it just felt like you're watching a documentary for a sci-fi universe, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And for how short these are, these are really, uh, some of them are four minutes, some of them um, might be six minutes or 12. These two episodes seemed very long. Yeah. Which they're not, but they felt because they had so much information and animation packed into it. It was excellent. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was mentioned already. I think it was, these range from like five minutes to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just with that in mind, these were some, I think that were kind of maxing it out. Yeah. Could, could be, could not be. I don't care. The next one, before we even go into it, it's called, it's called kids story. And this is one of the more renowned directors as far as we care about. Not that we don't care about the others. They're all great people. With that said, we have director Shinichiro Watanabe. King. Mostly just because I love Cowboy Bebop. 
So director <laughs> of Cowboy Bebop, the movie and the show, as well as Samurai Champloo, as well as the somewhat newer 2019 Carol and Tuesday. Haven't seen that. Netflix completely ruined that show for me due to whatever preview it kept running of like they're starting this song and I heard it a thousand times and I have an irrational absolute hate for it. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we'll watch it someday. Not likely. And he also had two that you had mentioned before. He also helped with Terror in Resonance and Kids on the Slope as well. And those are on our list because we'd like to see those. Mm-hmm. And also. He did, did, a little bit, did a little bit for the TV series of Escaflone. Also, I haven't seen that. So much on the list. I, thank you for bearing with us, people, because I know this podcast is a lot of, oh, yeah, we're supposed to watch that. Oh, and we're supposed to watch that. <laughs> we, we just want to keep watching. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> but in Kid's Story, another one that is weirdly tied to the movies, they slowly start getting more and more away from the direct plot. Not that the kid in this is direct. You just have a kid who something about his life, he just feels disconnected from real life and he feels like more real in his dreams. And in this case, that's just showing that he's kind of he's aware of the Matrix. Something's going on with that. And he calls out to Neo one day on the computer and actually kind of gets a little bit of an answer, goes to school. He then is kind of on the, the agent hot list because he's slowly they're catching on to what he's catching on to. And Neo ends up calling him in class, which that's a no-no. That teacher, not having it. <laughs> Ringing twice. And then it goes into a skateboard chase scene, which, man, the art in this is so just detached. It's so rough. But it's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's something about the, the style that's very cool. And it works very well for just everything that's going on. Yeah. It's, for me, that type of art Artwork style is very abrasive, but it works, I think. I'd call it the old scritchy scratchy. <laughs> yeah. You know? It actually reminds me of that YouTube channel that you watch. <laughs> Which one? You don't have what it takes to grill me. Oh, yeah. I think that's called the Minute Hour. Another shout out to a YouTuber. I believe it's the Minute Hour. They're the most... Um, Weird uncomfortable you just feel like you're having a fever dream as you're watching them (laughs) it's so great and i would i would highly recommend and i'm hoping that we're getting this youtube channel right search for the one about grills (laughs) and buckle up baby because you're going for a ride yeah but um i i like this one was it the story was cool and it was nice and concise Mm -hmm. not too much with it And then at the end, he's chased and he jumps off of the building as the agents are surrounding him. And this is an instance where Neo doesn't actually directly help him get out of uh, the Matrix and into real life. This is a teenager who managed to, with pure will, determination and jumping off of a building, that he wakes up from his, his slumber and he's out. Now, where it's connected with the movie... I believe his name is Michael Carl Popper. And that's information off of Wikipedia. So (laughs) take that how you will. But he is actually seen in The Matrix Reloaded as well because there's like this spastic kid where he's like, oh, Neo, Neo. And he's like obsessed with him, which who isn't? You know, Neo's the man. But he he keeps going, oh, you saved me, you saved me. And Neo keeps telling him, bro, you you saved yourself. When you're watching the movie, you don't know what that means. 
he was the kid in a kid's story. Mm-hmm. This one was, yeah, this one's pretty good. Let's keep it, let's keep it chugging. What was next on that list? Uh, program, program, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. I love the art style. Um, oh, yeah. This was uh, Kawajiri, the director uh, on this one. He did. He, and he's 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 uh, been a storyboard artist, actually, on a show that's currently running. Jujutsu Kaisen. <gasps> oh, another show we need to watch. Right. He's, he's done a lot of storyboard art. Like he did some for Demon Slayer. I uh, did some for Attack on Titan. I mean, we're talking one or two episodes of these. He's not, I, I can only imagine what that workflow even looks like. So who knows? But he he being a director on things like um, Ninja Scroll 1993, as well as Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust in 2000. Very distinct as far as art. And he's just got this nice brutal style. And I've wanted to watch Vampire Hunter D because I remember seeing it as a kid, but I don't think I ever caught it at Blockbuster. Blockbuster probably just never had it. Hmm. I went with the Animatrix instead or <laughs> Giver. I rented Giver so much, including the <laughs> shitty live action uh, one starring Mark Hamill as the detective. <laughs> yeah, we started watching that and I couldn't. It, it was rough. <laughs> it was a rough go. Yeah, yeah. And also, I, this man is no stranger to the short film kind of collections because there was also something in 1987 called Neo Tokyo that had three separate little uh, stories in it, I believe. Never watched it, so take that with a grain of salt. But anyways, program. The short film that I, along with you, might have to not for content, but just sheer aesthetic. This is one of my favorite on the on the entire collection here. Mm -hmm. And again, we don't want to get into synopsis, synopsis, but I mean, you can give some context. Yeah, you have two humans in the Matrix going through a simulation. It ends up being a test in the end. Mm -hmm. So not two humans. Yeah. And it was actually kind of an enticing test because the guy in it, the secondary character to our main girl, what was her name again? Sis. Sis. She is a badass. Okay, plain and simple. I wish there was just a standalone, just that. She is being approached by him saying, listen, man, I've made a deal. We're going to snap out of reality and go and just go back into the Matrix. I've cut a deal, which I mean... It's not unique because that's the first movie. Yeah. The bald guy. Well, I think he even mentions it. I think that guy's name is Cypher. And oh, they mention it. Cypher? I, I'm pretty sure I heard that name and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's the guy from the first Matrix. No kidding. I didn't, I didn't catch that. So that's freaking cool. End of the day was actually just a test from her brother. She ends up smacking him across the face. <laughs> yeah. It is Cypher. Mm -hmm. Cypher, yeah. Yep. That uh, actor. Oh, man, he did so good because I can't even look at him. anymore. Is he in other movies? I've seen him in some other stuff, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Maybe I have, too, and I just don't recognize him. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. The aesthetic was awesome. I thought the character design was really cool and the setting that they were in. And Animation was smooth. And I love the concept of having to stand up and be strong willed and what you want and not mm -hmm. giving in, you know, because especially being a woman against a man, you 
might want to feel the need to follow, but she has enough strength in herself where she knows that she doesn't want to go back into the matrix and will fight. And at the end for the test, kind of putting herself on the line to stop the sword, which yeah ended up what a dope moment when she does that clap and then snap ah. yeah that's that's actually the technical term <laughs> clap slap black <laughs> and just an awesome moment yeah that it may actually be my favorite for no reason except for i just like how i felt mm-hmm. so good yeah so good so good and just a good director and the next one too i actually really liked okay World record? World record, yeah. That art style, crazy. Super stylized. Yeah, I, I like it when they're on the extreme sometimes. Like mm-hmm. the sketch one. Oh, yeah. Was probably one of my favorite. Yeah, because the story and the aesthetic are so off the beaten path. It makes it really unique. True, true. And this one, I mean, it's not that the story is deep. But it's still fun. I think everyone loves a little story of an athlete pushing through the limits. Yeah. And by pushing his bodily limits, he's breaking through the barrier set up in the Matrix. Yeah. This this dude was so absolutely determined to crush his record uh, because he's a sprinter, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he goes so hard in the paint. His legs are snapping. It's like crazy. He ends up. At a point, the agents end up having to snap in because, like, this guy's getting way too close out of the line here. Sure enough, he ends up sprinting through his tank and almost <laughs> flying out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a fun one. There's not really too much to it. I think it's one that you'll either like or dislike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does I- that mean? <laughs> I was going to say love or hate, but maybe I don't think you'd feel either. I don't think you'd feel that strong either way on this one. I don't think it's a love or a hate. Um, well, I mean, I think everyone's opinions is going to be unique, and that's what's great about... What are you, Italian? Everyone's <laughs> is opinions? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I would say that that would be one of my top picks for a favorite. You truly mean that? I truly do. Good I was you. a sprinter, so I think that's also why I, I kind of like this. Now we're getting to the bottom of that. (laughs) I have some personal ties. Look at you. My wife, the athlete. (laughs) Here I am, the potato. (laughs) (laughs) After that, we had Beyond. Fun. Fun. Very colorful. This one, the only thing is, I mean, I'm not connected to the main character. Granted, in a short film, that's not what you're there to do. Yeah, it's... Short stories aren't really long enough for you to get that emotional connection. Yeah, but it's a nice, fun, vibrant art style. And this one's just basically kids know of this haunted house. What's actually the haunted house is just a glitch in the Matrix. Which I say that as a personal statement when I see something that's a glitch in the Matrix. Absolutely. I think that should be I think that probably any kid who's watched The Matrix, that is something that maybe they don't say out loud, but they think about it like, oh. Yeah. And listen, if you keep talking about glitches in The Matrix, <laughs> the agents are going to come with our faces off. <laughs> yeah. So this one was okay. It was fun. Yeah. Fun. The bottle breaking. Cool use of animation. It was a 
trip. That one kid was really creepy. The yeah. main kid with the hat. Mm-hmm. Didn't like him that much. Yeah, like big eyes. Yeah. Little little looking into my soul type thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> freaking shivers. Nah, he's not that. I don't know. He's generic too. But I'm sure if you were to watch Beyond on a trip of some sort. <laughs> sure. Holy. Yeah, they had some pretty cool camera angles. Yeah. And just the girl near the end when she's laying down on the ground and like petting it and stuff. It was so weird. Knack, I was like, knack, who's there? <laughs> you do find out she's just a meth head. That's the actual premise of this one. Moving quickly along to another fantastic one by Watanabe, a detective story, which is just absolutely dripping in film noir, which it doesn't seem like a hard thing to do, but I think he really captured the, the essence of it. It's not just turn your film black and white. But he had a nice mix of kind of this retro future. So you had like the the spin phones that you put the like finger. What are those rotaries? Yeah. The rotary phones. But then there's these digital screens. It's pretty cool. And I think my favorite was the typewriter keyboard kind of the thing. The typewriter keyboard is just a hipster's dream. But it was like a one handed. It wasn't a full keyboard typewriter. In one scene, it looked like just one of his hands. Oh, you know, it was just his right hand or something. It was so cool. Get me one of those. What's the kind of keyboard you had before this one that was really loud? (laughs) The mechanical. Yeah, I want one of those typewriter keyboards. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure it's out there (laughs) along with a very large hair handlebar mustache made of hair is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I am having the worst the the brain to mouth is just not connected today. I don't know what it was. What is it? <laughs> what have you done to me? It's almost Friday. Our brains are pooped. Pooped. Uh, this short reminded me a lot of Sin City, which. Yeah. I love that movie. Minus the yellow bastard. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that, what a nasty character. Yikes. But in this one, we just have a detective that has been paid to go after Trinity, which is our favorite uh badass girl character from the matrix it's a tall order i'll tell you that much clearly as seen in this one when he ends up uh, you know i believe dead yeah but he finds her he figures it out true they leave it up to interpretation and he was very close to because honestly if he didn't get shot she probably would have gotten him out of there Mm -hmm. so sad so close yet so far and the last one (laughs) (laughs) what a sick transition and the last one Danielle is so beyond tired right now what the audience doesn't know is we've had to stop so many times for your brain farts yeah I know you're the tired one and yet my brain's not working I know I'm so surprised by that but I'm right along with you let's handle the last one called matriculated very trippy again very trippy. And I mean, the art style is so distinct that, of course, it was done by Peter Chung, known for his work on Aeon Flux, another um, pretty popular work. I do say so myself. And I, I, yeah, I'm not like the biggest fan of this last one, but I respect the last one because it is a trip. I mean, the, the, the art style is certainly something. It is. And the fact that these surviving humans are submerging these 
captured robots into their own form of the matrix to kind of show them, I guess, the good side of humanity and not maybe what they're programmed to think mm-hmm. and having them come to their own conclusions and make the choice if they want to be partners with them or not is pretty profound. And then in the end, you have him alone being this newly transformed robot and he doesn't have anyone anymore. Well, and it's certainly a bold strategy because who the heck would think that you can teach a robot anything, but this, this bold team of adventurers do. What does it lead to their demise? But they, they were a little sloppy. They gave it the old college try essentially kind of having their own little mini matrix thing that they plug in and kind of do all these weird trippy things to get the robot thinking uh, and, and learning things like compassion and things of that nature. And ultimately then some robots end up finding their way in killing the crew. And you are left with one final shot of the robot now kind of acclimated to thinking and being a little bit more attuned towards humans aren't so bad is now just looking over this blank world and then it cuts out. Certainly not my favorite one, but I didn't hate any of them. Yeah. I think the saddest part of that last one was after the robot saved her from being killed by that, the bad robots or Mm -hmm. sentinels, I guess. And he plugs her into the matrix. She ends up And I don't know, or she's freaking out in the Matrix. Yeah, kind of scared of him. And it's like, come on. But he's got the green eyes and he saved you. I know a robot couldn't be any more upfront with the fact that when its eyes go green, it's a nice boy. Yeah, red and green. Very uh, super simple for the viewer. Why couldn't she get it through? (laughs) That's kind of sad. I didn't like that part. Hmm. And that's it. That's it for the Animatrix. Nine nice little shorts. I think they're worth watching if you like the Matrix. If you don't like the Matrix, I mean, it's a lot harder to say, hey, check this out. But some people are at the end of their lists and need something to watch. These are pretty good. I thought they were. I thought they were excellent. I'd never watched them before. This was the first time that I'd watched it after hearing you talk about it. Yeah. forever and then we finally bought it 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 was a good watch i i loved the different mixes and personalities in each short which was great yeah and as we mentioned just the different storylines either tying directly or just being in the realm of the matrix i i thought it was excellent and it reminds me of uh Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix, which we also very much enjoy. Oh, man, I cannot wait for the new season of that. Yeah. That opened so strong. The first animation in uh, Love, Death, and Robots was so dope. That's one of those that I watch it and I instantly want to just go on my computer, launch Blender, and just start getting to some 3D modeling. Yeah, that one we have watched probably the most. We'll just fire that up sometimes. I don't remember what that first one is, but it's the fighting big monster things where they're tapped into their minds. That one, that's dope. Absolutely. One last thing about this whole thing. None of this is going to change anything, but some voices in this, granted, because it's all just English. We do have Keanu Reeves as Neo in Kid's Story. That is his voice. Oh, okay. We have Carrie Ann Moss, who is Trinity. She is also in as Trinity within 
kid story and a detective story. A little left field one as crewman in Final Flight of the Osiris and Kaiser in program was John DiMaggio, also known as the voice of Bender the Robot. So he was in there. No way. Yeah. As well as, huh, we had, where is he? Phil Lamar as duo. So in one of our favorites, I was like, why do I recognize his voice? Well, wouldn't you know, Phil Lamar is done. He does Hermes Conrad in Futurama as well, but more importantly, as he is the main voice from Samurai Jack. Oh, I do. You know what? I don't think I've watched Samurai Jack. Oh, boy. I know my brother loves it and was so excited when it came back for that last season or whatever. Season or episode? I don't even know. I think they did another season. I'm not entirely sure. But what I do know is we need to at least watch. There's an episode of Samurai Jack where he ends up wearing a crazy hat as a pacifier and goes to a rave. Oh, okay. Love that episode. For some reason, that one's always stuck in my head. Okay. But Phil Lamar was also on Mad TV that I did like as kind of an alternative to Saturday Night Live. And frankly, I can't believe Saturday Night Live is still going because it sucks and it's not even funny. But that is a different, that's a whole different deal. Yeah. 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 Rip. So I'm sure there's some more voices in there, but those were my, the names that I was like, I know you. Good call. Because that's usually my background of expertise that I look up and I I didn't do that this time. Well, uh, clock is right two times a day. So I'm finally pulling some weight on that one. Thanks for bearing with the Animatrix today. It's a little, again, a little bit out of left field. This isn't one that is on the top of anyone's list, but it's certainly fun and it's a good way to just see different styles and get all these little snippets and kind of get some inspiration in just a short little footprint of, what was it? It's under an hour and a half, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. So maybe just over it. I don't care. Whenever I'm wrong, that's just the answer. I don't care. (laughs) So unbelievable. With that said, would I recommend? Oh, hell yeah. But to who? Um, if you're a film connoisseur, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, if you're open to other styles of anime, I think that's cool. It is good exposure to some of these directors. There's there's some heavy hitters here, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, might as well. I'd recommend it. That's a yes for me I think it's a great recommendation because of the different styles. True. You're going to find one like I did with program. You're going to find one that you really like. And it's all based in a very solid sci-fi universe. Wachowskis weren't messing around. There's a reason that The Matrix is so beloved by a lot of people, especially uh, our age group. It was a huge chunk. I mean, that was was an experience back in the day. Mm -hmm. Love it. Me too. With that said, can't thank you enough for being here for another episode. Thank you all for the support. Gushy, gushy. That's (laughs) the last I'm going to say about that. Big, huge, massive fan of you. Hope you are a fan of us, Danielle. Tell them goodbye. Bye, guys.